Welcome to 626 California Adventures, podcast number 23. Where we talk all things Disney, theme parks, and travel. I'm Brad. I'm Kim. And this week, we've got a ton of airline news, cruise news. Do we have the CDC back again? We'll see. A whole bunch of theme park news with Halloween news. Of course, we have to talk about that. The Halloween season just kicked off two days ago. Yep, so we're going to get into that. But first, we need another explanation of what happened last week. Okay, sometimes life gets in the way. Like it has been a lot for us lately. This pandemic has been rough on all of us. Yeah, it's been crazy. So we were about ready to sit down and record last week's podcast when all of a sudden we got a phone call from Hayden School. So our son was considered a close contact to an, a positive individual, but luckily he was vaccinated. We squared everything around and he was allowed back at school and just monitored. And by the time we figured out what we needed to do and everything, our day was shot. And of course, we also, both Brad and I are on the local youth sports board. <laughs> and if you're from Southern California, you knew last week was tough. Yeah. They wanted to test five and six-year-olds for, uh, was it 48 hours before games? Yeah, for I think we would have had like 400 plus people have to volunteer. Uh, that include the volunteers yeah. have to test. And so you can imagine the outcry and stuff we we're dealing with. And trying and, to make sure where we're going to make sure and follow the mandates and everything else so the kids are safe for uh, baseball because we love baseball. And we, but we want to make sure all the kids do it. And it, tur- it turned into a total nightmare week for us. Yeah, I'm the person that's solely responsible for our league, so I spent all week... Well, uh, not for the league, for the league safety, let's say. For the league safety, so I spent all week on emailing and talking to people, and so our week flew by. Yeah, and we just never got to it, and again, apologize for... We're trying to get this through, and it's just been one thing after another, and the hits keep on coming, but hopefully the hits keep on coming for you guys in the news. So let's go ahead and start with airline news. Okay, so obviously, we, as we're talking, uh, cases have been increasing across the nation of COVID cases. Yeah, so we're going to get into this, but uh, Netherlands decided to close to Americans without vaccinations. But not only that, if you're vaccinated and you happen to go out to the Netherlands, you must provide a negative test result prior to entering the country. I have not seen exactly what the timeline is and then you have to quarantine for 10 days so that means airlines are reducing and canceling flights to the netherlands so we can't get wood shoes i don't know i it wasn't <laughs> on our travel plans but Dang. i'm wondering if you see one country start to do that i included it because this might start happening to other countries yeah they could and especially you're talking about the uh, european union and how all these countries communicate with each other and so it's interesting. So the European Union has removed the U.S. from the safe travel list and is likely to reinstate uh, restrictions on unvaccinated American travelers. So this might affect some people's plans coming up. Yeah. So if you're going to Europe, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we already know a lot of Europeans are not allowed in the United States. I mean, this stuff is evolving every day, especially with the new Delta variant going through. And it's kind of crazy. Well, now I've heard about a new Mu variant. I don't, I'm not sure how you say it. It's M-U. Monsters University variant? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I laugh because we don't know. And we're seeing so many new variants, and we don't know what that all means yet. Yep. And with these new variants, that means airlines are starting to do some changes, and they're banning cloth masks. Okay. so s- And this is only Europe? These are a lot of the international airlines, but oh, okay. we may start to see this in the U.S., 
So what they are going to be allowing are surgical masks, KN95, N95, and FFP2 masks without a valve being mandated on a lot of these international flights. Right now, the only bans on the U.S. airlines are bandanas, scarves, and ski masks. And the mask mandates on U.S. flights are extended now to January 18th of 2022. All right. So I think the big lesson in this is uh, look at your airline's cancellation policies. Keep up to date on it. Um, things yeah. are Just be aware of what's going on, I think, is the big thing. Changing, because as we're about ready to get into cruise news, this is even going to go over into cruises because, wow, the last 24 hours has been... It's been moving. Uh, it, it's It's been insane. and It's, it's like a boat on the sea, up and down, up and down. Sometimes you get into choppy waters. Ah, you're getting mom jokes in. <laughs> so let's go ahead and go to our cruise news. The Bahamas has issued an emergency order for cruise lines. No vac- unvaccinated passengers 12 years old and older without a medical excuse. So these cruise ships will not be allowed to enter the port of call in the Bahamas which goes into effect starting today through November 1st. Yeah, so, yeah, it's that's pretty strict. Well, it's even worse because the rule is effective on the cruise line's private island as well. Wow. So they couldn't do, like, a closed loop to their own private island. Mm-hmm. And in order to dock the cruise ship, the captain must transmit a crew and passenger manifest disclosing everyone's vaccination status to the port medical officer before arrival. So exceptions to rule is um, unvaccin- you don't have to be vaccinated if you're a crew, a contractor, and any non-revenue passenger. When there's a medical emergency, so let's say somebody has a heart attack, something happens at sea and they need to get to land. Yeah, of course. Or if there's a passenger that's medically exempt from the vaccination. Which I could see a few people being exempt from this vaccination due to different, uh, let's say, like cancer or something like that, that where they couldn't take it. I, and you know what? Still, I haven't heard a clear definition of who can't because they're saying this whole new R messenger is... Oh, the R DNA or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's supposed to be very different and not supposed to be as exempt as traditional vaccines that we're used to. Huh, we'll have to see. I, yeah, I mean, I keep hearing about it, but I never really... I would imagine it has to be some type of treatment that would affect the vaccine vaccines ability to do what it's supposed to do so now you have all of this going on and it now enters the room governor DeSantis with his fun stuff all right he's still busy defending his legislature which he passed in the spring that prevents businesses including cruise lines from requiring vaccination for service there is a temporary injunction from a federal judge that prevents the law from being enforced and it is being appealed in the 11th U.S. Court of Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, I'm not trying to make fun of DeSantis on this because I think there's some interesting things that he has said about, I think, overreach by government on this. I don't know. But I mean, then. But, but again, the thing is terrible about this. It's putting the cruise lines right into the middle of, again, now you got another foreign government saying what they need to do and what he says he, they have to do. Correct. It, it really, so then you have, well, then what are these cruises going to do? Are they going to have to leave to another state? It could be a possibility. I know he wants the, he's kind of going on the one extreme for me for a little bit of saying that you can't ask all this stuff. You can't do this stuff. You can't require this stuff. And then you got the cruise lines are saying, well, you know, you had some that were taking, let's take our own approach because obviously they're the ones liable for what happens. 
And now you got a foreign government telling you what to do with the Bahamas. And a lot of these ships, you got to remember, are flagged in the Bahamas as well. So I'm wondering if they're just going to say, you know what, this is too much. Let's forget the Bohemian cruises and go just for the Caribbean. Caribbean, Texas. Uh, there's a lot of different ports out there that they could move to. And we saw that with Alaska where they were trying to figure out things out and say, hey, let's go to Seattle. Trying to find out different areas to leave from. Yeah, um, this really could change things again. Yeah. So this is where we're saying that um, people have to be really flexible and really think about what... Well, first of all, always look at airline and cruise cancellation policies or COVID policies. Uh, I would say from everything you're doing, everything we talk about, because we're talking about travel uh, or theme parks or anything like they go visit, always go on their website and see what the most up-to-date information is on the COVID, what they require, because guess what? It's going to change. And it's been changing overnight, like rapidly changing overnight. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of different changes. Uh, One is, uh, well, right now you're seeing several cruise lines shorting the negative COVID-19 testing window from three days to two days or to embarkation. So when you get on or from two days before you get on. Well, this is being mandated by the CDC for the ships leaving U.S. ports. So they're saying that they can't do any longer the three days. They're not. The good thing is, unlike you sports, where they were talking about in Los Angeles, 48 hours. They're saying within 48 hours in Los Angeles. So now they're saying within two days. So it doesn't matter if it's nine o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, and your ship leaves at one. It doesn't matter. Two calendar days. It's not within that. It's not that specific. Um, so the as Kim said, they are being mandated by the CDCs for ships leaving from the U.S. ports. Um, accessible tests are the antigen or PCR, which I can't remember what one you switch, which you're a lot better on this on. Okay. So they're both rapid tests, but the PCR also includes a saliva test. Is that the one you spin in a cup? Yep. Oh, okay. Or sometimes a swab the inside of your mouth. Oh, okay. So, um, there are certain at home test kits that can be used. Oh, you can use at home t- test kits. Wow. With some exceptions. It's oh, very okay. detailed. The ones that have a telehealth service affiliated with the manufacturer test that provide real-time supervision remotely through audio and video connection. Okay. So they have to watch you take the test. See, that, that's like why you can take a home test. Oh, crap. All of a sudden, I have a positive. Oh, Bob, next door is negative. Let's go have him take it. I'll just take that test and show it to them. Oh, I bet you that would definitely be somewhere I mean, it would that, happen. I mean, and seriously, when we were talking earlier about what we were going through youth sports in Los Angeles, this was on our... Little League Board's radar of what how we're going to do all this testing. Right. The home test and like, oh my goodness, anybody could take and, it. It's like a pregnancy test. And this we- was a huge, <laughs> I would say, a discussion about how we accept these. And this is the problem with the home test because you have no proof. Well, if you did it in front of somebody, then that company, I would think, would now take on the responsibility of making sure you're that person that's taking it. Yeah. I mean, you probably would have to show um, your ID or flush your ID at them, show them that's you, and then show you actually spitting in the cup, let's say, or swabbing your nose and then Mm -hmm. doing the test and showing the results. I can totally see that as a valid test because it's showing that positivity. It's not saying it's your word and not saying people won't lie, but people will lie lie i mean it's an expensive cruise well not only that let's be honest what if somebody does it wrong no that's true i mean there are i watched a video on this as we went through our things last week (laughs) and how and you had to put a dropper in the same place and you must do this you must not taint the test this way so i could see where somebody might uh, not do the test correctly Mm -hmm. and then it's a false negative yeah i could see that then all of a sudden you're considered positive i don't know from a false negative i mean well that's the way they look at it here so I think uh, we'll get to this in a bit, but one cruise line is doing things a little differently. Yeah. So, um, but 
unvaccinated passengers must take the PCR test. That's the spit test or the nose test? I think that's the longer reactive test. It's more accurate. Oh, is that the one where they really go up? Yeah, like 15 uh, seconds instead of 10. Oh, okay. Is that the one they scrape your brain with the swab? <laughs> okay, that is a falsity. It does not reach your brain. Oops. There's there is uh, anatomy between your brain and where you swab in your nasal cavity. Really? So, there is. For some people, there might not be. Oh, boy. We won't get into that. <laughs> uh, and we won't do a whole anatomy uh, review here. Obviously, we've been up through this a lot, and we've had a lot. Of, uh, we're not trying to make fun of all this, but it's been a long week with us with this, so we get to have some fun with it. Uh, yeah, if we can't, like take a, a a laugh at things uh, yeah and we and we've seen it all in the last week uh or we've yeah. seen a lot in the last week so um back to cruising carvinal cruise ship carnival magic has denied unvaccinated passenger to Disney park on september 1st so basically they were in um amber cove and they weren't allowing passengers to disembark because there was positive cases among the crew the infected crew member was vaccinated. Uh, so he was... He or she, we don't know. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. The person was asymptomatic or did they even say... Cool. They didn't say. Oh, wow. Um, additional crew had mild symptoms and those in close contact were quarantined. Okay. Passengers complained there will now be uh, random... Okay, so basically people got there. They weren't allowed on shore. They they basically held the whole ship. Ooh. While this... Uh, the they were this port was trying to figure out what was going on they wanted additional information which of course mm -hmm. so uh then passengers complained that there'll now be random testing and no beach visits for unvaccinated individuals unless on a bubble tour so they're not going to be even allowed to disembark the ships on carnival anymore unless they're on a bubble tour that means that's it's a select group of people where they're isolated where I they're think going? My guess is that's like they're just going to the beach. They're not going anywhere in town. They're not going to come in contact with anybody. Like I think they have a whole area or something. That would be my idea of what a bubble tour be. You're not going to go into the shops and the so they're going to be they're going to be extremely restricted oh, yeah. what they can do. And there's extremely limited spots on each cruise for that. Wow. So probably twelve and less per group. I mean. It's that's and again it's like we said earlier that you need to check the COVID policies and everything mm -hmm. before you go. And I believe Carnival is one of the few that said that they are taking unvaccinated. They were. I think they're talking about they're really going to um, review it after because people mm -hmm. that were on the Carnival Magic immediately got on social media and before they knew what was going on and started slamming the company and the CEO and everybody. And they're like, wait, let's see what's going on. We're not going to comment. Mm -hmm. This is obviously uh, still developing situation yeah and this is where we we're talking about earlier these cruise lines are taking a risk when they go saying that we'll take unvaccinated people with tests well quite frankly the passenger is taking a risk because you know you're unvaccinated you know that all of a sudden situations can unfold rapidly well i mean you go anywhere and y'all i mean a lot of places have covid warnings that hey <laughs> it can happen we can't guarantee you that's not going to happen but i think they've said hey if you're unvaccinated you're likely to be quarantined and you're likely to be told you can't disembark so if you're still willing to go on those trips then welcome aboard and but if you're not like if you're going to complain and you're not going to be happy about it you know you took a different risk is my opinion yeah that's true um i don't mean to disrespect but i think that you just know 
that you took a risk and you shouldn't go back to a company and complain. I'm not going to go to Disney if, you know, or uh, Universal Studios or somebody like that if I get COVID at one of their parks. I mean, if, if they're doing their... No, no, but what I'm saying is because they were unvaccinated, mm-hmm. that they were complaining they couldn't do something. Yeah, I know. And you knew that was going on the board. And that's why I'm saying uh-huh. they need to go check those policies. But there's also things that they're trying to mitigate the risk. They have foreign governments involved. And they took a chance, the passengers and the cruise line are both taking chances when they go do this. Things are going to not go right. Okay, so Disney, we're going to move on to Disney Cruise Line because that's some positive news for the most part. And I wonder what the news is from Disney. I am Uh totally wondering if it could be on the West Coast. (laughs) Okay, the Disney (laughs) Wonder will be returning to sail from San Diego on October 1st for three to four night itineraries. You have to be 12 and older or... Those that are 12 and older have to be vaccinated. Woohoo. I'm actually really excited to see I'm I'm excited to see the Wonder back on the West Coast because we haven't heard a whole lot of West Coast cruise news. Um actually the first ship today left port from West Coast. Wow, what was from it? From California. Oh, now that you put me on the spot, I can't. Oh, come on, remember. come on, come on, come on. <laughs> um, I'm almost sure it was a carnival. Carnival out of Long Beach? Yes. Oh, cool. So that's, I mean, I, I, we're excited to hear that. I mean, we haven't really heard a whole bunch, especially with the restrictions in California. Yeah, um, I'm really excited. We both love the Wonder. We've been on the Wonder. It's the only Disney cruise line we've been on so far, <laughs> uh, or cruise ship we've been on. And I get a lot of Wonder jokes out of it. Oh, good grief. <laughs> this isn't the uh, Jungle Cruise here. Oh, real quick, before I forget, there is a sequel that's been announced for the Jungle Cruise that did officially go through. Okay. Um, so, uh, talking about Disney Cruise Line, um, they have some COVID regulations that they're of themselves right now. Okay. So, Disney looked at what the CDC was recommending and saying, okay, this is getting out of hand. What do we do? Mm-hmm. So, basically, they are now making... Starting September 13th, all passengers, regardless of age or vaccination status, will have to do a um, test at the terminal before they get on the ship, before they embark. Um, I, truthfully, I think that's kind of great. I think that puts a lot of people's minds at rest. No offense, sign me. If I'm going to go on a cruise ship, based on that alone, I'm going on Disney. Yeah, I mean, you gotta also remember that Disney Cruise Line is gonna be having kids. I mean, it's Disney. They can't right. they're not they're not gonna be like Sunday's cruise lines now we have to be twelve and older and vaccinated to be on. Right. And if that's not something you wanna do, there are other cruise lines that aren't mandating the tests for yeah. certain age groups. But so. I, this is to keep these kids uh, safe a little bit too. You know, you do one test to get it on the boat and the ship. Tr- boat ship. Uh oh. Okay. Now you're gonna make some make people mad. I know every time I do it. Um but she's a ship. She's a beautiful ship. Okay. Anyways, uh, so I really think that th- this is a good idea. The only thing I can see a problem with is if you test positive while you're waiting. Okay, so that, that would be... I mean, I get it. You've got the kids or whatever. Mom, dad pet, test positive. Now you got to tell Jimmy and Sarah that you can't go on the ship. No, I was just oh, thinking, boy. I was thinking you, me, and Hayden going in. If I tested positive, I know you two would be on that gang, pang, gang plank or whatever it's called. <laughs> gang plank? Gang plank so quick and I'd be behind and you'd be weighing bomboyage to me. <laughs> <laughs> I would be going after the kid. He'd be on there before I was, okay? That's my defense. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is good to keep uh, safety. 
um, maybe even if people wanted to be safe for themselves and make sure kind of before they leave is take the test 48 hours or whatever before a rapid. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's Well, the first thing is also if you're traveling internationally and you're going on a Disney cruise, then you're not having to worry about when do you land? Do it, Will I get a test? Where do I have to go? Mm-hmm. Like, it's simple. It's there. You, it takes out some of the, like, the running around on your pre, your planning and yeah, what's kind of interesting, I wonder if Disney's going to, I don't know, and you probably, you did all the research on this, and I'm sure they probably haven't said it, is when they go into ports, you know, can you can come contact with COVID-19 in ports too. Absolutely. And so are they testing on when you get back on board, which no. is not going to catch it in time, obviously? No, they're not. So they're just trying to keep it maybe from you getting on the ship and hoping, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed that nobody gets it That's when they're the in ports. Okay. So also talking about Disney and... This Dang. is good news. Yeah. This part, next part is really exciting. Well, we're done with the Wonder News. How can it be exciting? Because we're going to be talking about the Wish. Ah. So they will have what they're calling snow days on the Aqua Mouse. You're going, wait a minute. What's the Aqua Aqua Mouse? What? We've talked about this before. The new um, water at sea oh, water coaster. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm... I am not a big water park fan, but this looks so cool. I might have to suck it up and go on it. Are they going to have Elsa? No, no Elsa. No. How are they going to have snow? Okay, let's get into that. Okay. So it's going to be one of the two animated short rides. So there's two version. Uh, this one will be called the Swiss Meltdown. And the other one is a Scuba Scramble. This They're both based on the uh, Mickey Mouse shorts that have been coming out. Okay. This one's based on Yodelberg. Okay. Yodelberg. Yodel. Okay. It's an immersive Oh boy. (laughs) Immersive story on a mountain sledding excursion with wild moguls and bumps. It's a two person raft. The sun comes out. Um, Let me fix something here. I think you said mumps, not bumps. I said bumps. You said mumps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're thinking about diseases. (laughs) Okay, so it's an immersive uh, story on a mountain sledding excursion with wild moguls and bumps. Okay. I'm going to leave it in, so... <laughs> oh, great. I was hoping... <laughs> it's so just it's fun. <laughs> great. Um, Two-person raft. The sun comes out and the snow starts to melt, which you'll be off on a wild water dash to the mountaintop while avoiding avalanches, leaky rock walls, waterfalls, and, of course, the abominable snowman. Ooh, does he have snow cones? No, I don't. It's so quick. I, you're not going to have time to stop for a snow cone. Let's think about it. I, I totally get it. But um, <laughs> Chip and Jail will be hitchhiking from the mountaintop to Castaway Key. Cool. I mean, that's just cool that they're throwing all this stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this stuff has been planned for quite a while. You know, of course. For the wish, <laughs> so they're going to just let us know little tidbits once in a while. Well, yeah, of course they want to hype up that ship. So I wonder if the shows are going to be like random based on when you go or certain times or days. Like which one will you get the Swiss meltdown or the scuba scramble? You know, truthfully, knowing Disney, it's going to be scheduled. Okay. So I don't know. Or it could be like, you know, Tower of Terror or Mission uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout where it's randomized which song you're going to get. Yeah. You know, really, they could probably even say a seven-day cruise it's going to be here, here, and here. On a five-day cruise, it's going to be here, here, here. They could. You know, and that's what... To limit how many times you go on and try to get people Mm -hmm. to spread it out. Yep. I can see them do that. Um, You have to be 42 inches tall to ride the Aqua Mouse. Okay. So... Just to let you know, because... 
It's okay. just kind of, you know, sometimes kids, you don't want to hype them up and they're not tall enough to ride. Yeah. But yeah. I think it'll be exciting. I love it. I um, see all it, the parents getting out their tape measures now. Uh-huh. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also, uh, there's a new princess cruise ship that arrived in Fort Lauderdale it's called the Enchanted Princess, which is starting its inaugural Caribbean season on November 10th. Um, well, not too far away, but... No. Um, so its itineraries are from Fort Lauderdale is including Princess Key in the Bahamas, Granada, and St. Thomas, Dominica. Is that Dominican Republic? Or? No, Domi- I knew you were going to ask that. Okay. I should have thought about it. No, Dominica is another country. Okay. Granada. And you say Grenada twice. Uh, oh, I did. Okay, Caraco. maybe because I want to go there. <laughs> Caraco. Uh, is it Caraco? I thought it was Caraco. I think it's Caraco. Oh, we'll have to go ask Kenley uh, Jensen. Okay. And, and that's, Aruba. yeah, the next Dodger game, Brad's going <laughs> to stop Kenley Jensen and be like, how do you pronounce your home country? <laughs> yeah, that ought to go over well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're Dodger fans. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And Aruba. And Aruba. No Jamaica? Ooh, I want to take you. Uh-oh, watch out that copyright <laughs> infringement. Do you think the Beach Boys would come after that? I don't think so, but <laughs> so you never know. Those are seem like fairly nice, but general, except for um, Dominica, which I've never heard of. How is he? Well, okay, I agree. I've I heard of Dominican Republic, but Republic, but you've been to the Caribbean so much more than I have been. I have. I love the Caribbean. So, so this to me all sounds like a lot of fun. I've only actually out of those countries been to St. Thomas, which you have too. Yes. And we both really liked St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nice place. I really enjoyed St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. All That's right. probably one of our favorite stops on the cruise we went on. That yeah. And it's talking about stops on the cruise. Let's go ahead and go on to Royal Caribbean has broke ground in Galveston, which is scheduled to open next fall. So they're getting a new terminal. Um, so that is exciting. It's going to be worth $125 million. Okay. And it's going to bring 800 new jobs to the port. Uh, we'll have mobile check-in and facial recognition features. It's going to be the home port for the Royal Caribbean Allure of the Seas, which will feature a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise itinerary. Uh, I don't know. Is this a, a fallout from the Santas? No, there's already they already have one other cruise ship. I want to say Liberty of the Seas is oh, so already they out wanted of there. To, but I'm just I'm curious that why didn't they have it go out of Florida? Different cruise. I mean, because this is going to go more towards Mexico, like okay. the Western Caribbean side of Mexico. Okay. I would believe from what it tells me. Okay. That's, I mean, it's just interesting because I know that's Florida's big. But there's a lot, there's actually quite a few, even Disney during the winter has cruises leaving out of Galveston. Oh, okay. I never, you know, I just don't see Galveston as a huge. Oh, the Wonder leaves out of Galveston in the winter usually. No, Wonder usually leaves out of San Diego going to Mexico. They they have a small period of time where California just gets a little too cold for their likes. I don't think the Wonder will wander over to that area ever again. I think oh, you wonder boy. we'll stay over here. All right. <laughs> so let's go to theme park news. So let's start with Disney World. Epcot Space 2020 will be opening on September 20th, 2021. Well, it's supposed to be 2020. Uh, of course it was, but everything got delayed. This is like <laughs> the third time they've announced a time or a, it's going to be reopening. Um, Epcot, when we went, they really need this new restaurant. Yeah. Um, and the reason we're saying this, and we're trying to get into our last trip, um, but it's been a little bit difficult, is just sometimes getting dining reservations is impossible. 
not only that, it just feels like Epcot in some ways needs a little flair, something new. And it's funny for a place that has a ton of food. It does, because it, it has so many festivals, but at the same time, once you get down to it, it feels like the same restaurants over and over again. And It's nice to have a change. It is. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since Epcot's got it. Well, they had the newest one, I think, was Japan. Oh, that was, yeah, that just opened not too long ago. No, maybe right before the pandemic. Was it right before? I didn't, I don't know if it actually opened. It did open. Right before and then they shut down like a month later? Yeah. Space 2020 restaurant will feature out of this world culinary experience. It'll serve modern American cuisine. I'm curious as to what that means. Hmm. Maybe more of the uh, flavor fusions we've been seeing. Okay. That makes sense. Um, it will feature daytime and nighttime views of the earth from 220 miles up. Okay. okay. Don't be afraid of heights. Oh, gosh. Um, no, but it's supposed to have panoramic views. This is supposed to be what this whole, um, this whole, like, this panoramic view up. Uh, it's supposed to be what this whole restaurant's about for the mm-hmm. ambiance. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully you don't get motion sickness or anything like that from seeing the 3D. See, it's, I wouldn't even think of that. See, this is things I think of. All right, there's going to be a thousand bottles of the world's finest wines. It'll have a large craft beer selection. And lunch will have a two-course prefixed lunch menu. And there'll be a three-course prefixed menu for dinner. Okay, so they're kind of going that whole route of, would you say, um, be our guest? Kind of, but I'm not excited about that. Because if you go for lunch, you're like, I want an appetizer, I want a meal, and a dessert. If I'm going to go someplace that's new and exciting and different... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll depend what the prices are because, of course, they, we don't know the prices yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. A All little right. Florida news. Yeah. Florida residents can get a 50th anniversary Walt Disney World license plate. Okay. I'm a little jealous. Oh, yeah. So 10000 were pre-ordered and are available now. And for an additional $25 fee tacked on to the driver's tag registration and profits always go to nonprofits in the state. What? Well, it's just good. So, uh, revenue collected for this will be distributed to Make-A-Wish Foundation of Central Northern uh, Florida. And yeah. I love this. I get it based alone on this. Yeah. And again, we've said in the past that um, Kim's godson is, was, well, I guess he's what, is, was a Make-A-Wish? He is a, okay. He is a Make-A-Wish. Uh, he was supposed to have a wish before the pandemic. Now they're waiting to reopen and to figure things out. But the good news is, like you said, is that he's in remission from leukemia. So that's why it's kind of the was is kind of. <laughs> it is. He's still considered a wish kid um, that they're trying to do something nice. Um, he's still going to have to be monitored and stuff at the throughout the rest of his life. Yeah. And this is one of our favorite foundations that we've uh, Kim and I have seen multiple times in the parks uh, around even Dodger Stadium, uh, make a wish kids all around that that to have these things and you can just see the biggest smile on the families and the kids faces when they're going through this it's almost like that trouble's kind of gone away for that moment for them yeah i always get teary-eyed i do but <laughs> I, I i i love that that's their uh non-profit that this is going to go to so if you're in a florida resident i guess you can get yours at the local tax collector or license plate agency all right back to the parks Disney Imagineer Zach Ridley has announced the Guardian of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is in the final stages of construction at Epcot. So this is one of the largest indoor roller coasters in the world. It's going to have a lot of firsts is what they're saying. It's going to be a brand new storytelling coaster technology. And this is a story and a set of characters that expands Epcot's strong legacy of real science brought to life in fantastic ways. 
Discovering the Wonders and Mysteries of Our Galaxy and Galaxies Beyond. So Groot and Rocket Raccoon will be added to the Disney Fab 50 character collections part of the 50th anniversary celebration. So that means that's likely that those characters are going to be a part of the ride. Okay. Um, so, well, obviously it's Guardians of the Galaxy, right? <laughs> right. But also I'm wondering, does this mean that the Guardian of the Galaxy's Cosmic Rewind will open during the 18-month celebration that starts on October 1st since they're going to be part of that Disney Fab 50 character collection? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was not open on the 1st. No, it's not going to open on the 1st. I think we know that for sure, but yeah. towards the end of the 18th month. I would say maybe towards the end as the final kickoff. Mm-hmm. As they go through the 50 characters, and maybe they'll be doing a limited reset. Like, I know you're going to love to hear this. A release of pins as featuring those 50 characters in Ooh. stages. Ooh, pins, I mean, pins. I'm not saying they're going to do this, but it makes sense. I, oh, I I, hold, I totally expect there's going to be something in pins with this Fab mm-hmm. 50 character collection. It's kind of interesting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, last time we were there, I mean, the building... Looked really hadn't like it hadn't moved in between the two weeks we were there, but it's all going on inside. <laughs> well, I mean, just from the exterior, it didn't look like anything really going on. So I don't know if they delayed it to try to get a couple of other things done they needed to, or they could have been doing it at night. Yeah, that's true. Disney likes to do things under a cloak and dagger. Okay, I gotta sneak in and see. No, just kidding. We won't do that. No, too. we are not gonna do that. <laughs> Bad Brad. Somebody have a webcam up there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, don't do it. Um. <laughs> Um, but it's interesting. I'm hope I'm really excited because obviously this is a Marvel property that's going to the East Coast because they cannot do anything with their properties on the East Coast because the contract with Marvel and Universal Studios. So this yeah. is the one way they can do it. Well, and I'm excited because our Guardian of the Galaxy's mission breakout at Disney California Adventure is awesome. Like they went far beyond my uh, expectation on that one. So I'm thinking this will be the same way. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's cool that they get something that's, I guess, Guardians of the Galaxy. I do like Rocket. Oh, <laughs> I like the music. I do like the music, too. So, <laughs> like, there's so many things to like of Guardians of the Galaxies. All right. So, talking about Walt Disney World, annual passes are going back on sale. Wow. September 8th, but there are some changes, and this has not made some fans very happy. <laughs> well, right now. there's. <laughs> so, let's go ahead and start with, well... They range from $399 to $1,299. There is the Dixie Pixie Dust Pass. Really? No. The Disney Pixie Dust Pass. Okay. So it's $399 plus tax or down payment of $200, $205, and then you pay $19 on month. Um, you can visit Walt Disney theme parks on most days, weekdays with advanced reservation with block blackout dates. Uh-huh. You can hold up to three park reservations at a time, but it's only available to Florida residents only. Just like that driver's, uh, the license plates. Yeah. <laughs> I need a house in Florida. Okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, I imagine we're going to talk a little bit more about this with the. Oh, ma- no. It gets better. Hold on. But there's more. <laughs> Wait. There's, there's more. <laughs> exactly. Hold on. We're not done with this. Uh, Disney Pirate Pass is $699 plus tax, or you pay that down payment of $205 and $45 per month. You can visit Walt Disney World theme parks on most days with advanced reservation and blackout dates. Hold up to four park reservations at a time. 
and is available to Florida residents only. Are we hearing a theme here? Yes. And then there's the Disney Sorcerer's Pass. $899 plus tax or $63 per month after the $205 down payment for Florida residents only. And you can visit the Walt Disney World theme parks on most days with advanced reservations and blackout dates. It holds up to five park reservations at a time and available to Florida and DVC members only. So Florida residents. Okay, this time DVC gets put in the mix. Okay. But still, uh, you've gone up to eight ninety nine. Now the you've Wamba, got the, the big, big one. one. And this one sounds like that most people are going to have to buy. Yeah. The Disney Incredipath is $1,299 plus tax or $200, $205 down and then payment of $99 per month. But the down payment and monthly payment is only open to the Florida residents. And this is all with her, all the passes. Yeah, so you can only do that uh, monthly payments if you're a Florida resident. But guess what? There's no blackout dates. Wow. You can hold up to five park reservations at a time. So, that's yeah, interesting. Um, kind of interesting, though, is all annual passes include parking. Okay. Really. So, the Magic Key at Disneyland, only the top tier includes parking. So, you're saying Disneyland's really trying to take it to us. We, we, we got parking in ours. Yeah, but they, we had to pay a lot <laughs> for that parking. All right. I was trying to make myself feel better. <laughs> um, they have savings on all annual passes of 20% off of merchandise, dining, and more. So they're going to have something called bonus reservations that'll come up that won't count against your other reservation restrictions. So they kind of call them free or bonus days. So it's kind of interesting. I think it's probably on days that they realize aren't getting as much, like they're not sold out. There's a lot of opening, not as popular midweek, well, Tuesday, Wednesday. During the school time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then January, February. And there'll be special surprises during the 50th celebration. Okay. That's great. But, okay, so what we're going to be talking about here is <laughs> they're doing something called add-on options. They uh, used to be in part of all the upper tier passes, so this is making a lot of people not happy campers. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it feels like open up your wallet and shake. Disney wants every dime. All right, photo passes now $99 per person per year. But really, I think you only need to buy one for your party or group. Yeah, I mean, in our opinion, every so often, Kim wouldn't have hers with her or just going to get out quick enough. Mine was a lot more accessible. But for the most part, we only use hers because she manages all the photos and everything. So, yeah, in our family, I'd only get it probably Mm -hmm. because I'm the one doing all the digital and downloads and stuff later. And this is where um, some people can get angry. Because okay, so we know people who love this. Is the water parks are ninety nine dollars per year for per person? So, but the good part is it used to only be in the top tier passes. So now you could add on that ninety nine dollars down to Disney Pixie Dust Pass. Okay, I can I, I can see a little bit more of this. I mean, our current passes we decided when we renewed ours always had it with the premiere when we had both coasts, and we used it once. Yeah. Um, but the problem was, is what you're for the prices, they're not discounting the prices without them. Right. And so it feels like you're still paying for it, but you're not getting it. Yeah. We have to look really closely going forward. For sports, they didn't include a price on this, but it would include golf courses and ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. So you'll have to wait for that September. So they, they're going to add 8th. on so you can have like a membership to these? Right. You're not going to pay to play golf. Oh, so, so, like, oh, our miniature golf. So it pays your green fees. Or your 
ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. We've never been over there. Yeah, that's uh, not interesting. Our... Okay. So people with current annual passes can renew for the cost savings now. What cost savings? I don't know. Uh, well, because they'll probably all go up. Um, I hate to say, compared to what they were before, annual passes tend to go up. Yep. Uh, there will be no discount on the Genie Plus for annual pass holders. Okay, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, that whole thing is disappointing. Don't get me started. Okay. <laughs> that uh, we did a whole show on pretty much that. No discounts for DVC members. Without discount, passes have risen 45% for DVC members. Okay, this is the one that really ticked off DVC members. Um, mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I forgot to include this. The people from Old Key West got an email last week about if they weren't <laughs> using their points, they could sell it back uh, directly to Disney. So you wouldn't have to use like a resale market. Yeah. But then again, like I think the owners would end up with more money than what the resale market got. And on bigger contracts, it's harder to sale, sell. You'd be <laughs> the benefit to try to get back to Disney. So this might actually end up hurting the resale market for old Key West. I can see, yeah, the resale, the, the ones who are resellers uh, where Disney, I think. I, I mean, the companies. Yeah, I can see where Disney's like, okay, we're offering a good deal. And then really, you know. I know this rubbed a lot of salt in the wounds for those who are in England and foreign countries that can't come to the United States. Yeah, yeah other countries, ouch. Yeah, yeah. they're like, we want to come, but... We can't. Thanks for... Uh, it gets feel bad. I can also see where people have lost their jobs and everything else, and it could be very tempting to go ahead and sell this, because at the prices Old Key West sells at, I don't know what the original asking price is. It's got to be pretty close to even. No, it's still above. It's um, above what they, than what yeah. they paid? So they're making money on it. Right. Well, and to the point that you made is for some people, you don't have to go through the first right of refusal at Disney, and uh, you don't have to go through all this yeah, cause, time wasted. Because it took up, what, was it 30 days for first right of refusal? If that takes 30 days. I think by the time we closed our old key, our Animal Kingdom contract, we right it was like the, 60 days to do it. Yeah, it was so long to get through everything. The hoops. Right. And then you had to pay this person out of pocket. Then, of course, you paid the title paid to, person yeah, title. and all the stuff. So you cut out the middle people. So that was interesting to see just on a, a tangent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but with people being upset with all of a sudden, like now we used to have the gold passes where it was affordable. Now you're telling me you have to go to another pass that if we went to the Sorcerer Pass, we're going to have blackout dates and we're going to have... We can't come during Christmas and the holidays and Easter when we might have gone before. Yeah, and other issue we had. Well, we couldn't do that one. Well, that's I guess the DVC pass though. We we could do that, right? Yeah. We, yeah. Sorry, I had to go back and look at it. You know, the, the truth is, is maybe we're gonna have to look at you know with the passes back up doing the double dip pass. And that means like we would schedule to go one year. We go twice within 12 months, like go one year in August and the other in June so that we don't get hit so hard. Yeah, because that way you could, you know, you you essentially take down, because we usually go once a year. Uh, this year was an exception for us. A big exception. We've gone twice a year before, but this is... Uh, yeah, this was a big exception. But, you know, at that twelve ninety nine, you know, you split it in half, you know, you're what, at six fifty? Yeah. But and then get, you can go around probably 4th of July. And you had the five theme park reservations at the time and all that in 4th of July and you don't have any blackouts. Well, okay, but the difference is if you're staying at like a DVC resort, your time that you're at the resort doesn't count against your reservation times. Okay, that's good too. So that's, I mean, really that's kind of a good thing. But 
uh, the blackout dates is what concerned me. And I mean, you almost had to plan. Well, and then there was this thought. I saw somebody say online, basically, that means DVC members aren't going to be coming during the holidays because there's no annual passes. Now it's going to allow Disney to have free rooms and rent those out for cash. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know. I guess I don't know. That's just a speculation. I saw the valid argument for that one. But there's people who are DVC that just buy daily, too, or buy in uh, like a week's worth of passes. Or people have done staycations. We were, what, just this last time we were down at Old Key West and we were talking to a lady in the, uh, yeah, a couple in the community room and they said they just want to come down there. They didn't want to go into the parks because of well, COVID. Well, it's not just because of that, because also the annual passes lapsed and they didn't want to pay the prices every day. Yeah, and they just were like, hey, we like the resort. We can hang out here all day and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is... Go to uh, Disney Springs. This, uh, for Disney to be doing this, and I hate to say it, this is what we're seeing from the new CEO. Yeah. I, I am not, I'm not just saying this is his MO at this point is try to squeeze every penny out of everybody that's going to the parks right now. Yeah, I just want. I wonder when somebody, when people are going to start saying mercy or start waving the flag that this is too much. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because I'm, I'm curious because, uh, you know, really what we're seeing here at Disneyland feels like a lot of people are not exactly excited. What I mean, they're excited to get the passes back, but not excited about the restrictions. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, it feels like nowadays with everything that's going on, it's time to. They've up the capacity. Let's get rid of the reservation systems. Yeah. I mean, they used to do it. I mean, we saw Disney that would be sell out. And but it was only usually Christmas and Easter week. Like it wasn't. You know, sometimes in the summer, where there's a couple times where they couldn't get people into the park. But, that but was, it's only a handful of days. Yeah. It's usually most people's blackout days anyways. Yeah. I mean, this is getting a little, it's getting crazy what they're doing. All right, and then there's another demographic to think about, and that's people that would drive like a day or a few hours from surrounding states. Now they can only buy the most expensive, uh, the Disney and Credit Pass. Wait, you're only a couple hours out of Georgia and out of uh, Louisiana and all that? I mean, really? Right, now you have to, instead of going for a long weekend and doing that a few times a year, now you have to buy the Incredit Pass? Yeah, nice. Ouch, that's Cha-ching. Yeah, I mean, that's going to, Definitely maybe make a few people stop and think if they could afford it. Yeah, and truthfully, I know it sounds like I'm being hard on Disney, but I have to be hard on Disney. I love Disney. I love a lot of things they've done. Oh, yeah. We're absolutely, we do love Disney deep down, but it hurts at the pocketbook. Yeah, well, no, it's getting to a point, and my point is, is when you're seeing this with the Genie Plus, all the stuff that we went through for the keys to the, what is it, Magic Keys now, for what it's called? Yeah, I think the problem we've we've seen is in the last year, literally from last September, October, we've seen a lot of negative announcements, and a lot of things that hurt well, guests. No, but it's this stuff is nickel and diming everybody going to the parks. It's getting worse. It's to the point that things that I don't blame Universal for doing what they do for their Express Pass. They've been upfront about that. Oh, okay. And, you know, but here's where Disney's like, okay, we've given you three passes. Oh, but you like it? Not pay us for it. Oh, by the way, the more expensive rides you really want to ride, you got to pay extra on top of that. It feels like they're just trying to squeeze every dollar out of every person coming through those parks. And there's going to become a point. And here's my point of this: is there's going to become a point people are going to have enough of it, and it's going to hurt Disney. Yes. Well, it's kind of funny you say that because uh, Universal Studios has their annual passholder appreciation days from August 16th to September 30th. This was announced during right during the point when um, 
And well, and definitely brought up several times as this new annual pass programs getting rolled out. Mm -hmm. Uh, This includes, they have a themed uh, merchandise discount offers, an annual pass holder lounge, limited time menus, button and magnets are being given out early park admission and they're offering discounts on the express passes and hotel stays. Okay. Well, they're offering the Express Pass a discount. Why doesn't Disney look at Gen- Genie Plus and a little discount? Maybe uh, th- three, four dollars off. Again, I bet you that money would go a long uh, way. Again, I mean, it feels like Disney's nickel and diming for it, and Universal's like, you know what? We're going to take a smarter approach to this. And they've been on top of this every step of the way on Disney. Is that we're going to do this? Oh, you did this? Oh, we're not going to do that to you. You right. Know, oh, wait, we love you over here. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, and it's like I said, with the Express Pass, Universal is never, they've been out there saying it's this price to this price. It varies depending on the day. It's never been a part of your season pass or your experience there. It's something extra you always could buy. Where Disney always had the Fast Pass as part of your experience, or you could also always make the reservations for it. But I, I hands down, Universal, okay, you guys go and you're trying to, you know, Get that traffic. All right. So speaking of uh, another annual pass on the East Coast is you can buy the SeaWorld Orlando 2022 fun card and get the rest of 2021 free. So it's going to cost $118.99 plus tax. And it includes SeaWorld's uh, Water Park Aquatica. Wow. that's Is that their annual passes? Yeah. That's it? $118. It includes the rest of 2021 and 2022. Wow. Right? Even if you were out of state and you were going on a, like a, you know, once this fall, one next summer or spring or something like that, that's a great deal. Oh, okay. And as you, I see here, it's a limited time offering that will go back up on September 7th, but it has no blackout dates. Right? That's awesome. I mean, you know, it's, I can really see, I don't know how much Costco it is to SeaWorld. But that'd be probably pretty close to one day per person, probably. I'm sure it's a little less, but I mean, if you went to one day to the water park and one day to Aquatica or a few days to the, you know, back and forth, or I don't know. I mean, that's, or go a few times a year and you were out of state. Now you go, hey, uh, I only want to go to Disneyland, Disney World for a day or two. And now I'm going to start looking at the other theme parks because they're so expensive, Mm -hmm. you know, on a long weekend. And I'm sure they're going, hey, we got a lot of hotels by us. We got a lot of places right by us. You can come. Right. Don't spend all your money at the Disneyland Resort or the Disneyland Resort. Whoops. Disney World Complex. Resort. Or no, the World Resorts on property. Yeah. yeah. Because even Universal Studios Orlando is offering discounted hotel stays. So. Okay. So let's go over the West Coast <laughs> to Disneyland. Yeah. And again, I know it sounds really negative, but I'm. It's just, I think we're at a frustrated point. Yeah, we're frustrated with everything, and especially we had to buy our passes the other day, and I'm still a little frustrated about the magic key. Yeah. And so let's go to Disneyland. Uh, So Pelican Landing is coming soon. It is the multi-level seating next to Harbor Gallery for guests not who are not who not only order for Harbor Gallery, but also for those who just need a place to sit down and take a rest. Okay, that's a great place because, you know what? Disneyland has issues sometimes with seating for people to bring food into the park. Mm-hmm. Or let's say if you've gone over to, um, oh, why can't I think of the name of it? Where they have like the bread bowl and the jumbo outside by in New Orleans Square. Square. I mean, that area is... There's you, not, like, never enough there's seating. There's like four tables there maybe there were in the past. I think there's like six, but it's never enough. Yeah. 
Um, so if you're wondering where Harbor Gallery is, it's actually kind of across the way from the Honda Mansion. Mm-hmm. They used to be have McDonald's fries there, which I'm still bitter oh, about leaving. <laughs> I, I think you'll you guys for, will hear about McDonald's fries forever. But I'm sorry, okay. I'm sorry. They were the best places to get McDonald's fries. The only place I actually really like McDonald's fries. All right, so let's move along to Halloween time. Um, it is back through October 31st. Haunted Mansion Holiday is now back to the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, which is awesome. We love it. Love Jack Skellington uh, and his friends. Yeah, and that's one of our thing uh, with the Magic King. We actually get to go see that. I can't wait. I actually prefer the Haunted Mansion Holiday over the regular version at Disneyland. Uh, yeah, I like the I like the outs, and we've gone through this a hundred times. But yeah, that is so awesome. It's it's better. It is. I love it. It's and plus you have the sense of the gingerbread coming through, and that just I love it. Can we smell it through our masks though? I think you would be able to. I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Disneyland Halloween themed fireworks and laser shows on weekends called Halloween Screams. And of course, over Disney's California Adventure, Guardians of the Galaxy becomes Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark. That's okay. kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be kind of fun to see. I, I'm curious. We've done it before. Were they? No, we did. They, we kind of did something that they were doing, but it wasn't really. I don't think we went on it. No, we didn't. All right, we're going to do that. Uh, besides, uh, I always love another it was reason. Just out, it was just outside. They had like a whole bunch of things going on. Yeah, they had uh, some cast members With going creatures, around. With yeah. creatures, and you see the blood and everything else lit up. It was really cool. I'm um, excited. So, Cars Land... How Hall Oween, which transforms Radiator Springs into Radiator Screams, uh, Mater's Graveyard Jamboree, which is a lot of fun. We've done that. And Luigi's Honkin' Halloween. Halloween. Oh, Halloween. <laughs> I want to say Honkin', Honkin', ah, well, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's really... I love it when the rides are transformed for Halloween. It's yeah, really, so much fun. Cars Land, that's always, at least in the past, was always awesome. It is, and they have tons of decorations out all over the park. Um, it's mm-hmm. just love Halloween in the theme parks. That's one of my favorite time of years to go. Yeah, and they, it's just, it's all, uh, Disneyland does, is a traditionally done a very well, good job at this. So uh, it would be great to see if it continues that tradition. And of course, there's Dia de los Muertos is being celebrated at the Plaza de Familia. Okay. So that's kind of like a little fun celebration. Well, hopefully they're doing more than what they did last time. Well, this there. time, I think, no, this is over at Disney's California Adventure. Okay. So they kind of have some cocoa themed. Because last time, the only thing we saw for uh, was truthfully was in Disneyland over by the Mexican restaurant. What was it called? I can't remember. Oh, of course, you're going to put me on spot. Uh, well, no, over by the Mexican restaurant. And it was just a really small thing, the cocoa, and that was it. Yeah, I think this is going to be bigger. Yeah, and this is great, you know, for... Just for the heritage, a lot of people from California are from Mexico. Um, and that heritage being there is probably great for them. Well, it's also fun to learn about different culture and things that we understand. Plus, Coco is awesome. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> um, there's villain characters out, such as Cruella de Vil, the Evil Queen, the Queen of Hearts, Gaston, and Captain Hook. You gotta say it right. Gaston! Okay. See, <laughs> we should have taken turns. <laughs> um, so, that, that's uh, and that's again... It's going to be fun. I love characters. You for, like the villains. I do like the villains. Um, <laughs> I still like my non-villains, but my villains are special too. And not to be left out, Downtown Disney. It's going to have Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit. 
So they're going to have a pumpkin hunt, which is character decorated pumpkins. Um, it's like the scavenger hunt games that they give you mm-hmm. a map and you put stickers where to show them. Mm-hmm. And then you show a map of the redemption locations. Um, at this case, it's going to be World of Disney or Disney's Pin Trader for a spooky surprise. Um, and I believe you pay for this. You do. And we've done it for downtown for Disney before, but uh, Epcot loves to do these kind of things for their festivals. <laughs> they're, they're, fun. they're fun. They're cheesy, but they're fun. <laughs> but actually, just for the... Um, the prizes. Food and wine festival this time for those little dishes. I like those. Well, it seems like they do a better job for the, the prizes. At Walt Disney World Walt than Disney. they do at Disneyland. Yeah. Yes. Because last time it was an egg with a sticker or egg with a racer in it. <laughs> we did it one time here. Yeah. For Easter. All right. And moving on. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm season passes are on sale. Uh, you're going to purchase by October 31st and you get... Through December 17th free and all of 2022. Okay. That's all right. nice. And you have a pass. Then we're, if you already have a pass, then you can renew by October 31st and get a free bring a friend ticket valid through December 17th. That's if you, not, yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, really, they're, as like I said, a lot of these parks are, um, I know they're they, doing a lot for their season pass annual pass holders. Well, they want them to come back. They're trying. It's almost a complete opposite than what Disney has been doing, almost in a way. Um, right. And listen to this. So, if you want to visit between December 18th to 31st this year, that's just fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents per visitor per or per visit per pass holder. So fifty. I mean, round up fifteen dollars a day mm-hmm. during the holidays. That's nothing. So they have to pay extra? I don't, I'm confused. Yeah, because it's like a blackout date. Oh, okay. So they for $15 more, if they want to go to those blackout, well, I mean, at least it's an option. Right. And the thing to know, um, Knott's Berry Farm is a little different. Their passes are valid each annual year, not date of purchase. Oh, so they go from January to January, basically. January well, January to December. To December 31st. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Knott's Berry Farm season passes are uh, 100 and ten dollars per pass, or eight fifty per month, with a ten percent discount on food and merch, and fifteen percent off hotel. The gold pass is one hundred and thirty dollars, or ten dollars monthly, if you want to do the monthly payment plans. Includes Soak City admission, and uh, the same discounts as above. And of course, they have a platinum pass, one hundred ninety-eight dollars, or thirty-eight thirty dollars a month, including Soak City and all Cedar Fair parks. Twenty percent discount free parking, and 15% off a hotel. Those are good prices. Yeah, I mean, really, it's not too bad. I mean, I don't think you could really, you know, it's like I said, some of these passes that we would look at for our local area be almost as much as one, one and a half days for us to go. Exactly. And then you have Six Flags Magic Mountain. Um, talked a little bit more about their Fright Fest 2021. There'll be 14 mazes, Dare to Enter Scare Zones. Six Flags Monster Coasters Ride in the Dark, which would be Twisted Colossus, Viper, X2, Goliath, Apocalypse, and more. Okay, uh, I don't like Goliath during the day. I definitely would ride that one in the dark. <laughs> I kind of get a vertigo on that one, like the one part where you go, where it kind of pulls in circles really fast, it pulls a G's, I yeah. kind of black out a Was little bit. Was that Goliath that had that? Mm-hmm. I don't like, because I black out on that ride. Yeah, I mean, it's really close. Um, yeah, unfortunately, with... But Viper say, in the dark and X2? Uh, yeah. That would be kind of fun. I can see you and Hayden more going on these. Right, Brad's like, oh, heck no. Well, no, and, and the thing is, is, I love roller coasters. I still wish I could go, but I think 
with some of my eye issues I have, it's really throwing me where I can get, I get sick a little bit easier than I used to. Does that yeah. make sense? I mean, still give me a rock and roller coaster. I can do it, but I have to spread it out. Okay, but I in the dark. That's kind of cool. No, um, they also have the Grave Games show featuring fire juggling and crossbows. And Dark Minds is a mentalist show exploring the darkest depths of the mind. Ooh. All right. It sounds like a lot of fun. We haven't done... I don't think I've ever done Six Flags uh, Fright Fest. Really? I don't. Huh. Yeah, I, I know I haven't. <laughs> right. I know you haven't. Um, that's one... We are definitely going to be checking out a lot of Halloween events this year. We love Halloween. If you want to follow along for like our videos of it... You can follow along on our YouTube channel at 626-OHANA-CA. Yeah, so we've already gotten some things going up for uh, Halloween Horror Nights at um, Universal Studios Hollywood. Yes, that's so exciting. That's yeah. our probably our favorite event that we've been to. Again, it's your favorite event. I enjoy going to it because I like watching you being scared. He laughs at me a bit. A bit. Okay, a lot. <laughs> um, six cents of humor. Yes. Um, and it's, you know, we've gone, we're going to have another one coming out here pretty quick on uh, just updates we've seen because we're about a week away from Universal opening. Yeah. And then also we're going to maybe hand out, we might also head out to like a haunted hayride. Yeah. So there'll be a lot of local Los Angeles area. Yeah. Rides. And we might even get down to SeaWorld and see the Hollow Screams. We might. Ooh. Yeah, that would uh, be kind of a fun one. Yeah, I'm all about the you know and whatever I could talk them into going and Hayden to go into. Um, I'd go every weekend if we could. I think you would have Hayden more luck with the Halloween ones right now. I know. I'm now that he's getting to that age. I have uh, our son that'll go with us. Woohoo! I don't have to go. We'll I'm see. I'm getting him plenty of looks. <laughs> <laughs> all no, right. It's not that I don't enjoy going. I guess it's just I don't find the same scary. Yeah, and, and just a little background, Brad's birthday is during the Halloween season, and he I'm going to embarrass him a bit. He always said his mom made Halloween parties like his birthday themed, and he resented it a bit. Well, and you have a pumpkin cake for quite a while. Yeah, he wanted the fun, different... I wanted the Baskin-Robbins ice cream cake, damn it! <laughs> Which is kind of funny, because my birthday is actually around Thanksgiving time, and my family is like, you know what, it's so close, we'll just throw one then. And my cousins always got the Baskin Robin ice cream cakes too. And they always like, well, here, we're having the pumpkin pie anyways. Just put a candle on it. So I get where he says that. <laughs> but at least you got a, you could have had a chocolate pumpkin cake. I had a, as a little kid, I had a pumpkin pumpkin cake. Like, like a pumpkin pie for my dessert. I like pumpkin pie. Did you really eat five or six? Yes, I did. Okay, well, oh, I didn't. I like pumpkin pie, but you know, just everything was kind of, I guess that Halloween just associated with my birthday. And it's like kids you hear around Christmas, you know, they always got Christmas gift, birthday slash birthday gifts. I guess I have a bone to pick with your birthday being so close because I wish you would appreciate just slightly more. I do enjoy it, but again, scary movies are not always been my thing either. I I'm tend to like the milder ones. Yeah, I know. So let's end on a happy, happy, happy note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. So, come and watch our, our channel. is going to be really busy. We've got a lot of things coming out. We are a little bit behind. And um, actually, we decided that we're probably going to throw out a bonus uh, podcast in the next week because we were literally spent about 
three weeks at Disney World this summer, like sprinkled throughout the summer season. Yeah, and we want to give you what we've learned and things we've seen. Um, and there's always right now there's so much news that we haven't been able to talk about that kind of stuff. So we kind of want to dive in depth with it. Mm-hmm. So I think with that, it's time for us to say goodbye and find, find your, your magic. magic. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone.